زيك تاد وات ها وات يو زي زيك زيك وات Is that is that a is that an Egyptian greeting? What? It's like uh, Egyptian. It's Arabic <laughs> Egyptian for "How are you?" Oh wow! That's we didn't. I guess we didn't get that a lot. We get we we got a lot of um, yalla 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 yalla, which means "Come with me, come with me." <laughs> so all, come with all me. the guys, all the guys. Well, something. no, the guides are like yalla yalla yalla. You know, like trying to get us to walk with them. Oh, I follow. I follow you. I so I looked it up and is that yet? So that's. But how are you? <laughs> I, I did, we did not. We did not. We were not asked how we were, <laughs> except when they said. How, no, you ask how they are. They asked how we were in English. Yes, they were. They were very. They were all in English. Most. But but yala yala just rolls off the tongue. So yala's uh, was very easy to, you know, and it's kind of one of the one of the just quick phrases you hear a lot of. So yeah, very nice, very nice. Okay, so I have a lot of questions. Okay. I'm sure you have a lot of stories. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, let's get into beer first awesome. and then we'll get into what we're doing. And then I'll kind of uh, maybe lay out and explain the evening for everybody. <laughs> OK. Uh, as in this bonus episode of Trailer Junkies podcast. Right. And one ninety nine and a half. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you want to call it that. OK, go for it. What do you have tonight? OK, I have a uh, boomer bust. Uh, Dionysus Brewing out of um, Bakersfield here, California. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's a imperial stout uh, with chocolate, black pearl roasted malt, huge chocolate backbone that complements cocoa nibs added, vanilla beans and cinnamon also. So let's give it a try. Again, this is, it's, it's chilled a lot, but we'll see. We'll see how it. And you said it's a stout? It's a stout, imperial stout. Okay, what's the temp in the neighborhood there? Hot. Like 90s? Hot. <laughs> All right, so yeah. for myself, Tell me. I have uh, an IPA, uh-huh. and it was the only IPA in that uh, Christmas advent calendar thing oh, that my in-laws wow. got me. You're still on that, huh? Yeah, I've, I, this is the last thing I have from it. I've okay. been saving it a little bit because I wanted to save it for a night when we had, you know, I don't know. I hate to say something special, but <laughs> recognizing that every single beer was some version of a German lager, and this was the only IPA from Germany, I thought, you know what? I'm going to save this sucker because it is special in the pack, so it will be special for a uh, show. Awesome. And since you just got back from Egypt, mm-hmm. I figured what better time than to have a special... I should have had an Egyptian beer ready for you, but who knows where to find those. There's not that many Egyptian beers, so we we had a couple. Well, we're gonna get to that because I have some questions. <laughs> um, but this is six point a uh, six point oh uh, ABV. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Oh, six point oh ABV. Yeah, a, a six percenter, six on the nose. But yeah, so I wanted to ask you. Okay, so you're in the Middle East. You're in Egypt. It's a Islamic country well okay so i'll stop you there because they are islamic yes and you hear there's probably christians too though huh and i'm sure there must be an atheist around 
but they don't talk about that. <laughs> they pride themselves on being multi-religion, multi-religious. The the Muslim is very prominent. You know, the calls to prayer are are all over. You you know, you can hear it all, all across the cities. I bet, and that's awesome. Except at you know midnight or three o'clock in the morning, sometimes on. And you're like, I'm trying to sleep here. Who the heck's praying at 3 a.m.? <laughs> it's like the it's like the overnight shift, right? Yeah. Some of the guards and stuff will be like, oh, uh, I'll be with you in, you know, five, ten minutes. And when they're, you know, they have to go and pray, you know. So, I, I mean, it's cool. They they definitely, the guides sell it as there's a lot of uh, Coptic Christians there as well. So there are Christian community. What's a Coptic Christian? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a different sect of Christianity, I guess. It's like a very sect of Christianity. Yeah, so I don't know. I Do don't they care. get along all right? Yeah, they get along. Okay. There's a cool story about the Coptic sect, but, um, but yeah, so that was, I, I interrupted your Islamic heritage. Yes, they have a lot of that. So is it easy to get beer? There's, there's one beer for the whole town. When you order beer. Is it a lager? It's probably a lager. It's a lager. It's called Stella. And I think it's related to the Stella Artois, but it doesn't look like Stella Artois. Oh, okay. How does it taste? It tastes very light. Like a light lager. <laughs> it's a light lager. It's 4.5%. My- <laughs> oh, I was going to say four. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, my my father-in-law liked it a lot. And, <laughs> and I said, let me just taste it before I order one. <laughs> and I tasted his... And I was like, "Ooh, it's very light." He goes, "Yeah, it's like water to you, I'm sure." You know, like he knows that I like the. It's like a, a Bud Light or something. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "No, thanks." You know, I I had a little tummy trouble to start my trip. You know, and and I, so and it was so hot there, and I just you know, even though it's kind of refreshing, lagers when they're not super chill, like they they don't they don't chill much of anything there. You know, even the sodas are kind of a little cold, but not. Not not the American cold that I was used to, and because you, right. you can't drink the ice, because you can't have it with ice, because ice has too much of the waters that might have the microbes that your body's not used to. Okay, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Then. So the water you have to be cautious of. Yeah, you don't drink anything other than bottled water. And then in the beginning, I was kind of getting some stuff on ice, but you know, when I started with a little of the Pharaoh's Revenge, I was like, all right, we kind of cut out the ice. You got to cut. It's like Montezuma, Pharaoh. It's all about microbes. I mean, people from the air, from the different various areas of the world, they all have gut microbes that are exactly, you know, tuned to the microbes in your water and the microbes in everything you do. We have it here and we're just, we're just people come here. They're like "Ah, that American water, (laughs) man. George Washington's revenge. No, but when we went to Cuba, we used uh, this bottle called a Life Straw. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. So when we couldn't get bottled water Mm -hmm, or something, mm -hmm. um, and if we had to drink out of the tap because, say, that was the only thing, you had this Life Straw, and it was like a Nalgene bottle, but with uh, a water filtration system built into the straw we used that we were there for a week and and none of us got sick though we had some ice in our mojitos (laughs) and rum and cokes and various drinks. We did have the ice, and we didn't get sick, fortunately. Good. Yeah. We, we did gamble on the ice. Right. But yeah. we thought, you know, like, I'm not going to drink an 80-degree mojito. <laughs> you got to you gotta, you gotta make choices. You know, make your choices where you have exactly, to. Exactly. Exactly. How, how's your beer before we continue? Oh, yeah. 
My beer is nice and crisp. It's a 10 ABV and it's 50 IBU. Wow. Um, and it's, okay. you know, it's crisp, clean, chocolatey. It's like that nice dark chocolate about a, like a 75%, 72% cacao dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. Nice. Kind of bitter. Yeah. How's yours? Uh, I would say the Germans need to stick to lagers. <laughs> uh, it is okay. Um, it's more of a multi lagery IPA. There's like no hop to this thing. Hmm. That's interesting. The best way to describe it is they took a lager recipe, uh-huh. everything identical, and swapped out the yeast. Okay. Like IPA, you need to have hops. <laughs> there are no hops. So I don't know what they're thinking here. It's strictly a lager grain bill. <laughs> With a minor, like the minimal hop they could do, and all they did was change out the the yeast. That's interesting. I mean, it's yeah, it's. I mean, it's okay. It's just it's just stick to lagers if that's what you're gonna make. Don't don't fool me on the yeast. We're just like we're we're spoiled to the the complexities complexities of hoppy hoppiness. <laughs> yeah, we're hopheads. <laughs> so with that, let me before we get into yours, and you know, I'll just do a brief rundown okay. of what we've been up to. And then I'll unleash you and then you just go for it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So um, the boys were in Chicago visiting the grandparents for a couple of weeks. Right. You know, they were in Mokina, Illinois. Okay. And so me and Clarissa were home alone. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking about something. What do people who live in glass houses, what shouldn't they do? Throw stones. Nope, they shouldn't fuck with the lights on. (laughs) (laughs) So I was making sure all the curtains were closed because we were all over the house, you know. But but yeah, so the boys were in in Mokina Uh uh, for, you know, the couple of weeks. And we were at Cold Coast Brewing in Old Town Lompoc. Uh, They've been open for a few months. So we patronized them for, I don't know, four times maybe while, uh, you know, the boys were gone. That's awesome. We went to the back room Mm -hmm. and I wanted to tell you about this because it was interesting and amazing and all of the above compliments i couldn't get over so they have a a three pour tap yeah and typically when you do these types of pours they're on uh, light check lagers Mm -hmm. so the first and maybe you've heard of this when you lived in prague so you have a a standard pour which is like what you get when you pour and you get like the little inch ahead you know or whatever it is half inch you have a crisp pour which is like zero head head. it's just all beer And then you have a milk pour. Mm, okay. And the milk pour is like super fine grained, frothy. Uh, like a nitro. Foam. Almost. Almost. But it isn't. It's CO2. Okay. But it's the way the orifice that the that the beer comes through. Mm, okay. And it's almost like the whole thing. It's like when you have a bad tap on a keg and you just pour pure foam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right? It's like that. But the, but the bubbles and stuff. But intentional. Intentional. And it's literally like drinking beer milk wow it's it's fascinating so and it's the same the same beer across all three across all three yeah okay and with the milk pour what they do is they charge half price because literally you get like half the beer yeah 
A lot more air. Yeah, it's all foam. Mm -hmm. And as you're drinking it or as you're going through it, like the beer starts to separate out. But it's almost like you want to get it down before it turns into beer. Right, right, right. (laughs) And you're drinking this stuff and you're just like like your first sip and you're just thinking like, what? And you're just like, oh, my God, it's delicious. Uh, It's so delicious, like a a milk pour. So if you find yourself at the back room again, uh just ask for a milk pour. And no matter what they have, they they can do it. No, 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 no. It's it's the one beer. Okay. So it's like a light Czech lager. Okay. And I guess typically or traditionally or however it it's typically a light check lager so you're not going to do it with a 10 percent, you know stone stout or something you know what i mean right 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 so yeah we did that and we had you know food truck friday and we just were out <laughs> and about in town and just uh just a kidless couple about town let me just say like empty nesters for a couple weeks it's like Man, Tim's got, uh, what is he, nine. Uh So he's got a little bit to go until college. Mike's right behind him. And you're closer to empty nesters than we are. But you know what? It it wasn't bad. It wasn't (laughs) bad. I missed him for sure. I was so happy to see him. And I gave him huge hugs and kisses when I did. But, man, it was was fun to see. uh, You know, it was fun while they were gone, fun to see him. And then we talked with him every night and such. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that and. And uh, mostly that's about it. Okay. Just getting out and about restaurants, bars and stuff. And we were just living like the, 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 childless couple <laughs> out and about in town so and and then the boys and and your mom brought the boys back and then or you flew out to them well she flew here okay cool and my uncle had a barbecue and everything at his house and you know my mom was there and uh, we kind of made the the child exchange <laughs> and then that following morning i took them to burbank airport and they flew out of uh, Burbank okay. into Midway. And then a couple weeks later, they came back. We picked them up at the flyaway. They flew into LAX at that point. With your mom, though, right? Like With my mom, yeah. Okay, cool. You know, at the flyaway, we got them. And then my cousin Chuck had uh, a okay. party, you know, like just small family party. It wasn't a lot, yeah, yeah. but just small family party. And then um, a couple days, you know, we, we came back to Lompoc and a couple days later, my mom left my uncle's house. Okay. And I dropped my microphone with my uncle. Okay. So episode 200, that's still to come. This right. is not episode 200 for those <laughs> counting. And so, yeah, we're going to have him on and he doesn't know what to talk about. And I said, just talk about what you talk about. Yeah. So we were doing a mic check mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, let me tell you a story for mic check. And he starts going into some story. And I'm like, whoa, Wait, whoa, whoa, save, save it, that save for it, the save show. It, save it, save it. Yeah, that sounds too fun. He goes, he's like, oh, there's tons more. I'm like, OK, we'll do a part two then at some point. Yeah, he's been he was in the industry for like 30 years yeah. or whatever, you know. So, uh. yeah, we have a lot of fun there. And uh, so that'll be coming up. Um, I'm leaving uh, well, not me, but like our family's leaving me, Clarissa and the boys right. for uh, North Star, California, up in Truckee, just north of nice. uh, Lake Tahoe. And I'm doing the Tahoe Trail 100 mountain bike race. That's your shirt right there, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm wearing it. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I have that on again now. <laughs> One of your favorite uh, trail shirts. And this was from 2019, the last time I did it. And that's the belt buckle one, right? No, the belt buckle one's Leadville. That's in August. Oh, it was Leadville. Okay. Yeah. So this was like a 
qualifier to help get me up in in corrals and and such but anyway this is going to be a week from uh saturday a week from tomorrow tomorrow okay no i'm sorry uh yeah yeah week from tomorrow we're gonna be doing that race and my friend rudy um i first met him working at rei in like 2000 (laughs) so i've known him for 22 years you know and and he's doing it with me so that's exciting i'm I'm happy about that and yeah we have a condo he and his family have a condo too Mm -hmm. um so we're not together but but we're gonna be there together and stuff so that'll be a lot of fun and uh yeah so i'll report back on finishes and all that stuff so that's about where we are so cool let me hand the baton over to you and you have tons of uh, Middle East travels to talk about. So I can't wait. <laughs> That's right. All of all of all across Egypt. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you that we so we tested tonight because we were concerned about the covid and all the traveling. And we we all we all tested negative like a rapid test. Or did you go somewhere? We just did the rapid test. We thought we'd okay. give it enough yeah. time, you know, to make sure that all the travel and we've actually been self quarantining since we got back. Mostly because of um, <laughs> the jet lag. <laughs> it was the easiest thing to do. Was just be oh, like, <laughs> you must be tired. Um, but it, it, we, we all tested negative. So this weekend we're going to um, Disneyland for Bryce's birthday. So Bryce's birthday is on Sunday. Oh, that'll be fun. We always do Disneyland on his yeah. birthday. We weren't going to do it necessarily because of figuring out when we're coming back from Egypt and all that stuff. But he's 13 then? He's turning 13 on Sunday and uh, we're going to do a couple days there. Wow, teenager. The, the teens are here. We he might get he you know if he can if he can make it through <laughs> the weekend, he might get a lightsaber build this weekend. So that might be his big Whoa. his big uh, birthday gift. Um if we can do it. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see uh, how that goes. <laughs> uh, so where are you guys staying? We're just staying at a just a hotel overnight on Saturday night. Just uh, one of our a Disney hotel or no, I just, you know, we were Marriott Bonvoy members. So we just do. I just looked up in the app and found like a Spring Hill Suites that's near there. And, you know, it's like 0.4 miles okay. from there. And Oh, that, yeah, it's nothing. And the Tessie charges during the day. You know, <laughs> during the day at the park, it'll charge for free. Or not free, I guess I pay for oh. it, but it's, you know, it's a minimal, whatever, that charge point, whatever it is. Tessie. So, yeah, so that's that's this weekend coming up. And then uh, and what what how do you how do you want to talk about Egypt? I mean, Egypt was so, so far reaching. OK, OK, let's let, let's do it this way. There's like I, right. Exactly. Whenever I've traveled places, mm-hmm. people say, tell me about it. And you're like, where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And generally speaking at the beginning. <laughs> well, no, no. I tell people like, you know, just I don't know where to begin. Just ask me questions yeah. and I'll tell you about it. And then that tends to lead to story after story after story. Exactly. After story. Exactly. <laughs> Right. So, okay. So you were talking about uh, there's no beer, or when well, I should say no beer, but there's that one light beer. But how about wines? Let's let let's talk about like dinner food. How is the food? How is the wine, liquor, any of that stuff? It's very interesting because you know they have a food culture unto themselves. Okay. But when you're a tourist in Egypt, Egypt is so geared toward tourism and towards the places the country or just where you guys were yeah the country the country in general it's just 
it's just so, you know, I mean, sad to say it is a poor, a poorer country. People are like, why would you come here if it wasn't for the pyramids? <laughs> and and it's and the the joke on day one from the t- first tour guide was, uh, and we had we had we had awesome tour guides throughout. It was it was really amazing. We did this through um, okay. Jess Travels. I put a link in the in the description here. Not she's not sponsoring us for sure. We paid <laughs> we paid a pretty penny, but it, but it's reasonable. Okay, so you kind of beat me to the punch. So you did not do like your own thing through Airbnb and stuff you went through an agency yeah i mean you know we had a lot of time but there was a lot to see and a lot to lot to orchestrate a lot that ann wanted to see ann studied egyptology in college she's a you know archaeology major so she had a couple semesters of egyptology wait i thought she was an art history major art history archaeology double double kind of a half half major double major thing oh wow okay i didn't know that yeah so art history archaeology so she did the the renaissance the as the art history part and then archaeology she did a dig in um in Caesarea, uh, one of Herod's temples in Caesarea when she was at school. So she's been there before. Not to Egypt, but she was in Caesarea, which is, I don't know where that is, but I think it's, you know, the similar coastal, uh, one of the coastal towns in Israel, I believe. Oh, oh, okay. So up, okay. up the coast from Egypt. Wow. So she'd never been to Egypt. None of us, none of the six of us. So we went with my family, the my, you know, what is it, nuclear family? My, 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 my wife and my children and then Anne's parents. Anne's uh, uh, mother and father. So we went, the six of us, and the first day we're there, it's like um, they they talk about how they, eight days ago, they found more mummies. They found eight, they found like another 10, 20 mummies eight days prior to our arrival. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I sent you guys something about how they just put out this exhibit, like, and this is like two weeks before you guys left. Yeah, yeah. So did you guys see all that? Mm-hmm. Yes, we saw all of that. So, so the joke is that in in Saudi Arabia they drilled for, they were drilling for water and they found oil. <laughs> you know, so they're one of the richest countries in the world because they found oil. And in Egypt they're drilling for oil. They're drilling all over the place, and they all they find are tombs. You know what I mean? So, that's so it's un- like they find tombs and temples instead of finding oil on, in, under the sand. Everywhere they they dig. Everywhere they dig, it's like you could you could just that's find insane. everything. And this one Frenchman. Again, I'm getting going to get grilled for not knowing these names, too. But one Frenchman That's found right. like 75 percent of the artifacts in the main, you know, museum in Egypt, like the the Egypt historical ancient culture. Like what year? Give me give me a, a year roughly like uh, 1900s or. Yeah. Turn turn of the century. OK. Yeah. Probably, you know, probably over 40 years or something like that from 1890 to 1930. I think that that range. OK. Um, yeah. And his only request that he was that he be buried or he be interred at the the museum as well. So so he was there in the museum. He's in a sarcophagus. <laughs> exactly. Huh? Um, so that that's the big thing, you know. They're, they're so they're so based on tourism that when you go for food and especially in hotels or anywhere, there's a traditional. We had a couple of traditional meals um, where it's really just your typical Mediterranean grill kind of thing, a mixture of hummus and beans, rice, hummus, rice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hummus. Um, like a, like a salad, a salad mix and baba ganoush and, you know, eggplants and grilled vegetables. Bob ganoush. What's he doing there? <laughs> Bob ganoush. Um, so, <laughs> so we had a couple of those, but 
a lot of the meals are just like uh, super bland. I was going to say, that, yeah, the way you're describing it. They made them very, very accessible to every foreign culture (laughs) and they kind of and oh i follow it's like bud light right right they give you they give you spices and like you can throw spices on if you want it spicier but you can't really add spices after it's been cooked you know you kind of need to cook with the spices for it to really do its work right so you end up eating a lot of just bland just normal food so it turns out the best meal we had there was when we went to the Ramsey's Hilton and we ate at the Indian restaurant. <laughs> so we had Indian food in, That's in Egypt and it was, you know, spiced in full Indian spices. But our second best meal and probably the f- the best meal that we had was camping. <laughs> we, we went camping in the Sahara. Like tent camping. Like tent camping. Tent and RV wow. camping, not RV, not RV camping, tent and four-wheeler. Like he had a four-wheel land cruiser. Was it hot at night or was it cold at night? It, it cooled off considerably at night. Wow, yeah. Um, it did, you didn't think it was going to cool off because it was dark and it wasn't cooling off. But when I woke up, I couldn't sleep in the tent they provided. It was a little too, it was like a two-person tent. And I was like, baby, I like being close to you, but it's a little too hot and stuffy in here. <laughs> I'm going to sleep outside. So I slept out under the stars. Were there any bugs and stuff? Under the Milky Way. There were gerbils and little little critters running around. And there's some scarabs scarabs running around. But that's it. Like, not not a lot. So the, the night sky, I mean, was it just uh, magnificent? It was something that I tried to capture with a photograph, but forget it. You know, you're never going to. Unless you have like a high powered time lapse, you know, camera, you're not gonna get whatever. That. Yeah, but it was something that I was just like, you know, you when you take pictures with your mind and you're just like, remember this, remember this view, remember this sunset, remember this because you don't get this shit in California because there's too many lights in the city, too much light leak. Yeah, this is dark skies. You know, we're. Uh, we're hundreds of miles from anywhere, you know, it's like we're in the middle wow. of nowhere in the middle of like this monument park where it has all these windswept limestone nat- natural like sculptures, you know, that are made by the wind. So you say monument park. Are these all protected, like nationally protected areas and such? Not a lot of it. So a few of them are famous. Like there's a what do they call it? The The chicken in the the man or something like that and when you look at it it's you know you can tell it looks kind of like a a man looking down at a chicken or something you know and and there's a few of them that are that one of them okay. is like the bunny and if they're famous ones they just kind of put loose little um little stanchions around it but it's the middle of the desert like who's gonna who's gonna like you know they can't play put a guard out there on it you know it's just like you just hope that people respect it and, and you know, stay out of the stanchions that they set up. To, so the minute we get there, the minute we get to camp, you know, the sun hasn't gone down yet. It's about an hour from sunset. And our our driver, our guide, uh, Tamer, was cooking feverishly. He was just like chopping vegetables and, you know, and asking us our preferences and doing all that stuff and cooking like right from the get go. And he cooks this orzo rice, orzo soup chicken broth soup and a grilled chicken and just a, another mix of stuff. But the way that he seasons it, he seasons it to to our tastes. And basically it's just a little private meal for the, just the six of us. And he hands it out, hands out the bowl, bowls of soup. 
and we're like, this is the best. <laughs> and our expectations are really low and it just exceeded all expectations. And it was like just for us. So it was, it was kind of amazing that he was able to pull this together, just squatting over a two burner, you know, propane grill, propane burners and a grill that's off on an open fire in the distance, you know? So it was it was amazing. Yeah. So like you go to a restaurant and you said everything's really bland and everything. Yeah. Could you have recommend or not recommended, but could, could you have requested like, hey, you know, I get why you're making it like this. Could you make it how you would make it if it was your own family and how you would make it for yourself? Yeah. I think and I think we had like I don't want your tourism <laughs> blandness because most Americans can't handle anything but a Big Mac. <laughs> and I think and I think a couple of those places we did get we did get some of that treatment like the first the first meal there and the first meal at at Os, at Aswan we You guys walk in they're like oh they're brown they might want something <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, and, but I mean because we're in this tour group and it's it's a tour group of just us. It was it was all private tour for just the six of us, which was kind of amazing. We didn't we didn't oh, know what to cool. expect. That's we cool. know there are a couple of places where you know buses full of people are coming, and you know and I, you know we could have been thrown into that, but 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 oh. I guess it was you know inexpensive enough for us to be able to afford just private tour the whole time that we were there. You know we were we were only only during the RV tour in the in the eastern desert when we were doing rv and bedouin where we put with other people and even on that we were we were separated out on on a private kind of uh four-wheeling tour <laughs> so now did you guys pay extra for that or something or did you set that up extra or is that just kind of how it happened we kind of so here's the thing we we we've learned from touring like this so Typically, what we do is we do it all on our own, right? So we do it all on our yeah, own. Yeah, that's how we, we just, are. We just kind of go to right. a place and we do the things that we're going to do. But I think when you have cities like Rome and Florence and places that we've been, London, you know, you can you can do that because it's so well known and it's all in that town. Like you're when you're going to Rome, you're going to see the things in Rome. So you get a book on Rome and you have public tr transit that takes you around. You're not finding your way into the middle of the Sahara Desert with like a subway. Yeah, we spanned the whole country of Egypt in 16 days. Wow. And and some day, you know, some days. So we spent the first three days we were in uh, Giza, which is the western Western front. The big pyramids and all that. Where the pyramids are, right? And and it's very interesting. Like, I, I remember this now because they say the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west. Is that how that works? So because it rises in the east, that's the birth of the sun. And the death of the sun is in the is in the West. A billion years from now. Where else are you going to put the pyramids that are the tombs for your your kings and your gods, but where the sun sets, where the sun dies as well, in the East? So that's why Giza's on the East Coast. You mean in the West? In the West. Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, in the West. west. Um, so that that's how I remember that. And, and uh, Okay. Okay. And we did that the first three days. And then after that, and those three days were just kind of packed full of like uh, the pyramids, the Sphinx, uh, the, you know, another set of pyramids. And it's all very densely populated. It's all in this one area. We went to the new museum one day, which is the one that you were talking about. 
it had 20 mummies in the in on display and they were just amazing and you could get really close to their glass boxes and that's the one that they recently established right yeah it's only it was just celebrating its first anniversary so we got to see it after year yeah yeah one. yeah that's the one and when we went down to the basement to see all these um, all the mummies i just spent an exorbitant amount of time just staring in the mummy's faces because, you know, you're looking at something that's 3,000, 4,000 years old. Minimum. Yeah. 5,000 even depending. You know? <laughs> and it's, and it's, and it's just like, you're like, is it going to move? Is his eye, are his eyes going to move? Is his chest going to like breathe for me? <laughs> you know, give me, give me a sign or something, you know? <laughs> well, and the weird thing that I find with that kind of stuff is, it's like 5,000 years old, and that person lying there from so long ago is no different than I am. Right. We just have a cell phone in our hands. <laughs> and yet they're, and they're, but they're some of the most powerful people of their time. Like, you know what I mean? They were, they ruled, they ruled thousands. Exactly. Yeah. Because the peasants would have been, wouldn't have been there. Right. Exactly. The peasants were not, were not getting mummified. It's like, look at, yeah. It's like, it's like looking at, uh, I don't know, like Gavin Newsom or something. It's like, it's like looking at the one percenters of its, of their day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Here's Elon Musk intended to be like, oh my God, he has made my car. So then we so then after three days of intense uh, Giza and Cairo uh, touring, uh, we go we fly to Aswan. So Aswan is where the dam is, and it's in the it's in Upper Egypt. So even though on a map you see the the Lower Egypt is in the north and Upper Egypt is in the south. Now what kind of plane did you fly? Just a little low, little domestic Air Egypt plane. And and just like putting that together, like putting that flight together, putting the tour guides together, it's it would be really hard to do on your own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how how would you know how to orchestrate sixteen days and cover everything and not do a lot of double back and du- double doubling back and all that stuff? Because we fly into Aswan, we do Aswan. You know, we stay in an Aswan. Oh, Aswan's way down there. Yeah, you could see in the map. Okay, so I'll put a map on there as well. So just north of Lake Nasir. Lake Nasir. So we were we were we walked around Lake Nasir a little bit when we landed. Uh, we did a tour wow. of a couple of temples in Aswan. So is everything pretty much along the Nile? Everything's on the along the Nile except for the one oasis stop when we're in the the desert on the western deep western side so giza is like a county and it has a huge strip that goes into the desert and it goes through the black desert and the white desert and that's the only thing that's really far away from that oh and then we also went to uh the red sea so part of our part of the excursion after so okay i'll just let me just run through the the dates and stuff like that so we went to aswan then after a day in aswan we we spent the next day traveling to Abu Simbal, which I don't know, Abu Simbal is even further south. And Abu Simbal is the big, huge four gods sitting in front of the temple. And then there's a, it's one of the, one of the most famous ones. It's from the Death on the Nile. I don't know if you saw Death on the Nile. 
Abu Simbal. I'm looking that up. Abu Simbal, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's one of the most, you know, recognizable ones. Dude, amazing. Like, you saw this stuff. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're there, and Bryce is walking through there. And it's so funny because Bryce did, like, a little Egyptology last year in school, and they did virtual tours. Oh, one's missing the head. Yeah, they one of the heads chipped off, and they kind of they tried to put it back up there, but it, it slid off. So, yeah, so they, they left it the way that it was. There's a different, I, they're trying to explain the way when they would fix something and when they wouldn't fix something. Um, it's a little unclear to me, but. Now you couldn't go into that, could you? You went inside. Yeah. You went inside the temples. Yeah. Wow. So, so this is the funny thing. Bryce did in, in his classroom when he was doing his remote classroom, they did like a Zoom where Google Earth has some of these sites where you can walk through it. And you okay. walk through it with his class, like his class got on the Zoom and they, they all did this walk through where somebody holds a video camera and they walk through this Abu Simbal temple. And we're walking through it and he's he's telling you he's so excited. And he's turned around to me and he goes like, I walked through this in in uh in class last year and now i'm here like i said i know isn't it amazing like you were literally in this, the real space where that person with the camera walked through before so you could all experience it but we're here doing it for real you know and he got he got super excited about that that's hilarious so that was the furthest south we went so then we got came back to uh um aswan and we did we're in luxor we're in the luxor temple there and we stayed at the the winter palace uh, where the winter where one of the kings one of the later kings more more recent kings and presidents lived um, and then we took a balloon ride over the Nile and on in Luxor oh man this guy <laughs> and it, you know you get up at the crack of four three thirty and you get over to the balloon ride and you you ride over Luxor and all the all the temples across there. So we come back, we spend another day in the Winter Palace, and that's one of our travel days. And then we get uh, another plane to the Red Sea. And the Red Sea, we're there for like two or three days. Um, one day is just a rest day. One day is a water, or the first day is a water day. So we do like snorkeling, and there's a cool little like uh just a, a little what's it called the bay it's called orange bay i bet the water was warm huh water's beautiful it's like hawaiian water i was like yeah it's very it's much warmer than our southern california water um but it was it was amazing it was very salty and uh i don't do you know ublek you know the kids with ublek no i don't so ublek is like uh baking soda or baking powder that is in liquid and it's kind of it's not a solid but it's not a it's not a it's a different state of matter where it's just like it's not a solid but when you pick it up it's solid and when you when you let it go it's like that it's like a different kind of sand so when you walk out it has this beautiful like huge half mile stretch of like four foot deep bay and you kind of just bryce and i spent a lot of time in there just hanging out chilling there and while the while the ladies were getting their henna tattoos in the on the in the in the bay in the resort area so we had spent a day there and then we the next day we did atving and i'm like oh my god i, I could have been doing this atving my whole life it's so awesome like four like quads running quads in the desert you know and ted's like a redneck <laughs> And then we did the quads and then the guy took us four wheeling in his like land cruiser and he was doing jumps with his land cruiser with you in it. He was getting airborne with us in it. Oh. 
<laughs> and we're like no seat belts in the back. We're just like show them a good time. And they just do like jumps and like going like 45 degrees on its side, going down the, the dune, you know. And you're just white knuckling, just like, oh my god, don't roll it. Yeah, you're trying, trying to, trying to hold on to something and getting tossed around. And uh, and he's like, yalla yalla yalla. And I was like, oh god, what is, you know? And he's, and he's and so he's he's heading for like the big jump. So I turn my camera on and I'm trying to get it so we could see something out the front, you know. <laughs> but all you see is like the edge, and then it disappears. And I'm like trying to hold it, but it's all like just a whiteout. And then we were all screaming and we land and then I just pan around every, all the faces and Bryce is like, oh, my God, we're alive. We're alive. You know, so it was it's just it was just uh, an amazing experience that doesn't some so many things didn't translate to like camera. And, you know, it's just experiential, you know. Yeah. And they must not have the same liability insurance that uh, they have at the U.S. I take it right. Yeah, well, I mean, and you know, when we when we first were having our our tummy issues, generally speaking, I was like, I don't know about that meat. Maybe that meat that night, the other night, wasn't wasn't the you know just the prop most proper meat. It wasn't like like it wasn't well done. And like here, and you know, and I showed I showed Audrey, I showed the family the first of that uh, the G word, and they do they talk about the USDA stuff, you know? Oh, right, right. <laughs> and Audrey was Audrey was like she was all about it. She was like. See USDA, man. <laughs> now I know why they do it because you want to make sure that this meat is all good, and you know, right? And uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, you take a lot of things for granted when you're when you're doing that. So then we got back to the Red Sea, and we took another flight back to, I guess, Cairo again, and then we finished out in in Cairo. One of the days trips right when we landed in Cairo was then the the trip out. Um, west to the to camping so there's no bus rides for you guys it's like you're you're like screw the screw the bus we're flying well we flew two places but then we had many car rides like five hours to the to the abu Simbal from our from our winter palace you know five hours there yeah winter palace what's that winter palace was in luxor like right at the aswan dam oh okay wait you were in vegas <laughs> No, no gambling. Here. Hey, did you go to Alexandria? We, okay, so then the very last day, we're in Cairo, and we get we get our guide back from the first three days, and he takes us to Alexandria, and we see the the pillar, Ptolemy's pillar, and we saw the library, which is you know wasn't really open for us, but we saw the outside of it, and then oh wow, yeah, we saw the the place where the lighthouse was, but it's now it was a fort of a fort uh, from the middle the middle ages so that that was that was alexandria but alexandria was amazing could have spent more time there um could have spent more time everywhere except probably the desert the desert was a great experience i checked it off my list it was one of those places that wasn't on my bucket list but was an amazing experience and you know like right um probably wouldn't have done it if we had if we had known it was going to be like it was like seven hours there and seven hours back on in cars and they were kind of it was kind of smaller cars for that one um so you know a lot of places we had these little personal bus personal vans they were kind of like the 10 seaters like a, a toyota version of a sprinter which is called like the high c or something like that 
and they're all over the place. So was the travel like when you're talking about in cars and stuff, was that I mean, was it comfortable or I get the image of like, you know, Middle Eastern, uh, South Asian, <laughs> you know, some little car where like eight people are crammed into something designed for four. Right. There was one Citroen Max, Citroen, you know, the, the French car that is built for six or seven people. But that's about it. So it was it was tight. It was tight in that car. Yeah. And was the air conditioning good and everything? It was okay, but when when we fell when we fell asleep, the guy turned off the AC, and I woke up, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's a hundred degrees here!" And he goes, "Oh, I'll turn the AC back on." Like we're all. Why would he turn? I mean, is it that guy hot, or is he just used to it? <laughs> He's just—they're just all used to it. I don't understand. I was like sweating all the whole time I was there, and I and I kind of I ended up getting kind of used to it. But what it it does, I mean, and maybe this is part of the eating too, it kind of zaps your appetite. You know, you don't want to eat so much. And then right. you know, on top of that, you kind of have your, your dysentery a little bit from the, the, you know, the strange. Did you lose weight? I tried to lose weight. I, I felt like I, I felt like I was losing lose weight, weight, but I did not lose any weight. Ah. Um, <laughs> it was not the weight loss plan that I had hoped. So let me ask this then. So, okay. Americans yes. show up. Uh, you know, you, your family, uh-huh. Anne's mother and, and what stepfather is it? No, just, uh, yeah. Well, do we just, they're just parents. Yeah. Uncle. Yeah. Parents. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I know it's like they're, they're whatever's going. It's just parents. They're just, <laughs> we call them parents, but uncle and an uncle. Yeah. So there were six of you or eight of you. How many were there? Six of us. Six of us. Okay. And all from the States, all from the States. They, they were staying, they were from Jamaica because they split time. Half the time in Jamaica, half the time in D.C. But but yeah, we're all we're all Americans. Okay, so Indian heritage Uh coming from the States. And I mean, you and your kids, I mean, by all by all rights and means are Americans. Yeah. The minute they open their mouths, everyone's American. You know, (laughs) right, right. So when okay, you're there in whatever Cairo or Alexandria or wherever you are. And, you know, you have Anne, her mom, Audrey. What is it like? What is the the, the reception with American women who are like, say, liberated versus uh, Hajib? Oh, yeah. Or, right. Right. You know, any of the of the of the the Islamic garb and all that. You know, it's it's very funny because especially in places like the Red Sea, like you go to the Red Sea and the Red Sea is typical of like. Um, you know, people, I guess not you guys, but you know, like some people will just go to the beach near them. People go to Santa Barbara as vacation. You know, people go to Newport Beach here in, in L.A. People go to Newport Beach as a vacation, right? Yeah, like Santa Barbara would be like the California Riviera. Right, exactly. So there are tons of Egyptians that live and work in, in Cairo, Aswan, all along the Nile. And their vacation is going to. Um... Did you see any burkinis? <laughs> so we went to. So Hergada is the name of the town. No, you okay. did. No, you I saw did a burkini. Burkini. 
So, so we went to Hergada, which is the, the town, the beach town on, in the red, on the Red Sea and every, and all the Egyptians and all the Europeans love Hergada. I guess the Europeans, the, the, oh, there's like French there and all that stuff. German. So a lot of Germans, there's tons of Germans, a lot of Germans. Okay. And we stayed at this adult only resort and we're like, we're like, we have kids, we have kids. And we're like, we're like, okay, no, it's okay. The the management said, you know, your kids are, uh, what is it, twelve and sixteen? They're fine. They're accepted. We're we're fine to have them there. So we get there, and there's tons of guys in the pool, and they're like kind of rowdy. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> you know, I have a sixteen year old daughter who has three. 30s or 60s? 30s, like 20, 20s and 30s. Oh, okay. And they're rowdy, like, you know, like rowdy, you know, playing volleyball. And, and all I can think of is like the three bikinis that Audrey packed. <laughs> and like, I'm like, and then I saw people in full head to toe. Bur- I don't think they're burk. Are they burkas? Burkas, I guess. A burkini. And it was a fully sleeved ankles, wrists all the way down, like a wetsuit burkini. That's a burkini. <laughs> so, yeah, so I saw people there. Yes. So I you did, did see the burkini. See the burkini. Um, and then you see people that are going to this this um, this uh, this orange orange what is it orange bay, and they're fully covered like head to toe, all black, and it's just like you know, it's just like can it is it is it hot? No, you know, it's not that bad. But you, I can't tell if they're having a good time or not. You know, this is like <laughs> this is kind of like a, this would be a booze cruise or whatever, and these. And the guys running the cruise, they're like, they're dancing and they have all the traditional music and it's kind of like got a clubby vibe to it, you know? So how was the music? Was it kind of like a hip hop vibe or? If you, did you ever watch uh, Moon Knight? No, haven't seen it yet. A lot of Moon Knight. So Moon Knight has a lot of um, Middle Eastern Egyptian music in it. Okay. And and it and it really has that vibe to it. And I kept showing them the the cover of the the Moon Knight the Moon Knight song, and they're like, "Oh, we have songs like that." So they would play songs that are kind of like the Egyptian club club music, you know. And they would all they would all dance to it, and it was it was kind of amazing. And was so okay. Egyptian club music, like American, you know, we yeah. have like club music or house music from like the eighties, let's say. And then you know we'll have like southern right, blues right, right. or Chicago yeah. blues or St. Uh-huh. Louis blues, and then we'll have like Northwest grunge, <laughs> you know, right, Nirvana, right. whatever. Right. So like, if you think about the United States, huge country, right. Lots and lots of different styles of music mm-hmm. is Egypt. Like you either are traditional music with flutes <laughs> or it's club music and there's nothing in between or. Well, that's all that I was exposed to. Maybe, maybe there's some other stuff. There's a lot of uh, like when we got there, they were playing Bieber and a lot of American like pop music. Right. And I was like, can we turn on something else? <laughs> I didn't come to Egypt to listen to Bieber. You know, <laughs> we were on a, on a, a, a cruise from Tallinn, Estonia to uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, nice. Across the Baltic. So they're like, oh, you're going to love the show tonight. You know, I'm like, okay. And, and oh, Americans, they sit up like right up front and we have, you know, they, they serve dinner and everything. And it was like an 80s cover oh. band. <laughs> you know, like the Go Go's. And I mean, it was a good show. <laughs> 
It was a great show. They were they were like lively and you know they had crazy like I don't know. They looked like Do they have accents? Do they have accents though when they're in No, I mean they, okay, they covered good. it well, but it was like they were dressed like, you know, a David Lee Roth skin <laughs> suit sort of a thing, like total eighties. Awesome. And you're just like, really, this is the best you got in t- whatever we were there, 2017 or something, you know? And, and you're just like, okay, I guess so. we'll have fun. Just like, go with it. Just go. I wasn't going to not it, have right? fun. Just go with some of this stuff. I was like, but what's your Estonian music? <laughs> you know, Maybe I didn't want right, to know what it right. was. It was probably some crazy Russian twist to it. Who right. knows what, but whatever. Um, so... Man, that's like a an amazing lifetime trip you guys did. Amazing, amazing. I'll definitely put some pictures on the website, and and we'll we'll I'll do a bunch of stuff. Um, I will say, like, if anyone wants to do it, definitely reach out because <laughs> we, I you know, all all my my wife and my children all had notes. Like as we we're going through all this stuff, they all have notes on how to do this different, how to do it better, what they would do better next time. I was like, okay, that's all great. But we're never doing this thing. Exactly. We're never doing Egypt again. There's way too big of a world. But we (laughs) might do it. And we would totally totally guide you through. We'll totally tell you the the pitfalls to avoid. I think every trip's like that, though, right? You always get, you're always gonna have some something that'll hiccup or do something like that. Like if I go to Prague, you're gonna be like, avoid this place, <laughs> but definitely go see that. Oh man, uh, yeah. There's there's so much great stuff to see in Prague, um, and and that's a place that I would love to take the kids back to. Like you know, like have an experience with them. But like you said, experiencing things through your kids' eyes is just like so much. So much more, you know? Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine. So, yeah, I can't wait for you to take your boys to places, you know? And I, I will say, having a 16-year-old girl, uh, it got not dicey at times, but there are definitely times where she was a little cringed out and, like, people are, like, helping her put the 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 headdress on, you know, put the head thing on. What do you mean cringed out, though? Like, people were getting too close or... People would just say... People, no, people just say you're very beautiful, you know, like just flat out because oh, like, oh, okay. they don't know a lot of English or whatever. It's, the, you know, they're just very straightforward. And then there's one. And they don't have the same social norms we have. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then somebody was somebody was saying, like, how old is she? And my mother-in-law was like, she's 16. You're, you're, you know, like, you know, like, are you at, why are you asking how old she is? You know? Um, so there are a couple of moments where. And they're all like legal, <laughs> legal. <laughs> And then there, because we were in that adult, uh, we were in that adult resort. We had a we had a very close to international incident. Oh boy! Uh, we would just go out the day. You know, we spent most of the days we were in a Red Sea out in these excursions and doing things. So we'd come home for dinner, and dinner's inclusive, like on a catamaran or something. Yeah, we did like a big boat tour that one day, and then we came home for dinner. Sure. And we had dinner there at seven thirty, eight o'clock. Nothing late, nothing crazy. And my, you know, and I told my children, I said, "This is adults only, so just make sure you know you're not typically rowdy, but." Just be extra, you know, cautious of not like being courteous if you bump into somebody or doing, you know, just like just be on your best behavior. So they were very cognizant of this. Bryce went to go get a plate of food by himself and he comes back and he sits down. After he sits down, a German man comes over and uh, he says something in German. It's like and I just turn around. I'm kind of caught off guard. I was like, what do you, what did you say? What are you what are you saying? Like, 
I like I think Brad, I was like and Anne's and Anne loosely speaks German, right? Right. Anne is not here. Anne is off getting her own second plate, so she's not even back at the table. It's just me, my father-in-law. Okay. The, the rest of us are there. Anne's the only one who's not there. The one who <laughs> speaks German. German. <laughs> and I said, "What did you say?" And he said, uh, so "He said something like not his kind here.'" And I, you know, and Bryce is a little darker than what? me. Was the guy a Nazi? Like, oh, great Nazis! Like I gotta. And then, and then he said, uh, "Kinder" or something like "kids" or something, right? So I, I stand up. Oh, and I was oh, just, oh, And he's like yelling at Bryce, you know. So I stand up and I, and I get nose to what? nose with him, and I just said, "We have every right, just like you do." to be here and there's nothing that and then he's like this you know and then he starts going on and on about this is a adults only i was like that's not your concern like you don't get to come in so how old's the guy roughly he's like in maybe 60 something like that oh okay older dude yeah so so he you know we stand nose to nose and i'm just like all right i'm not gonna throw the first punch but i'm here to let him know you know, for whatever English, you know, I'm just going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to tell you that my son did nothing. He didn't do anything to you. You can just leave him alone. You can leave us all alone, you know? And, and then by, right. because we're nose to nose and it's clear we're in a confrontation, the, the staff start to come over, they pull him away and then they get between us. And he was, they were like apologizing to me and trying to figure out what's going on. And they had me recount this, the story of what's going on. So I said, you know, where's the manager? Oh, there's seven o'clock manager's off. What time does he get in tomorrow morning? 10 o'clock. So we basically finish up. He, he can't have dinner. Audrey's crying because I'm standing up for Bryce and she doesn't like whenever I stand up for anybody, you know, she's always like, you're just so, you know, aggro and you're so aggressive. I was like, I didn't do anything but get in his face to just let him know. You have that toxic masculinity. <laughs> And my father-in-law's like, Ted did exactly the right thing. He just stood up for his son. You got to do that. You know, you got to. Exactly. You know? I, yeah. Hell and yeah. So the kids go up to their room with their food. They bring their food up to the room and they're just, they're in there with their grandmother. And, you know, Audrey's like crying a little bit and Bryce is like shaken by the whole incident. And the next morning we talked to the, we talked to the management and the management like, this is my number one concern. Oh, today I'm going to find out who this is. You know, they asked me my room number. They didn't, I, they, I don't know if they asked this guy's room number, but they found him. We're getting ready to leave on our next um, excursion the next day. <clears throat> and they, they ended up finding him. <laughs> and while we're in there in the lobby waiting for our, our guide to come, the manager brings him over to me. And he's, and the, the guys, the German guy's like, no hard feelings, <laughs> you know, sorry. And, and I'm like taken aback because he's just out of nowhere. This, this German guy saying, sorry. And it's like, he's saying sorry to me. And Bryce is there on his phone with his headphones on waiting to get on the, on the little truck, a little you know, van that we have. And, uh, and I was, and I look at the man and I was like, oh, don't, don't apologize to me. <laughs> apologize to my son, you know? <laughs> and, and he was, there you and, go. You know, so I, you know, had Bryce take off his headphones to get out of his phone and, uh, and he stood up. And the guy was totally like he was his skin was crawling. He, this is the last thing he wanted to do. He wanted to, like, apologize to me and get out of Dodge, you know, but I but I'm like, right. Get, get out of Cairo, get a Harguda, Harguda, Harguda. Um, and 
and he didn't he had to like stand there and like shake my son's hand and i was like this is exact thank god i had the, the 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 quickness of like not just accepting his you know his his the gumption yeah his his quick you know quick exit forced apology and forcing to apologize to my son which was very uh very satisfying and the manage and the manager right, made right. sure to say like it wasn't about the race it wasn't about color of your skin it was it was strictly about him being a child and we said even if you have a problem with children come to management you complain to me and i will tell you that i made the exemption for them because they're 12 and 16 and there was nothing wrong with them there they had every right to be there too yeah they were good kids you know yeah exactly so it was so i was like Thank God I didn't punch the guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so we avoided the international incident. Ted, on that note, you're welcome to share any and all stories in future episodes. Okay, cool. And for tonight, let's close it out. And that's why I kind of wanted to do this bonus yeah. episode. And we're gonna have uh, we're gonna get to episode 200 next time we talk, and we'll do some other other trailer junkie stuff. But it'll be a couple weeks. It'll be a couple weeks because you're out this weekend. Yeah, like I said, a couple weeks. Yeah, because I'm going to be doing my mountain bike racing and stuff. And welcome to, you know, again, share any and all stories. Like I say, you know, I always love travel stories and such. So with that, how did your beer finish? I mean, you heard how mine (laughs) finished. I had to go like get this. I had to go scrape my tongue and then get a different beer to like, uh, like, cleanse my palate or whatever but how about you mine was you know the beautiful thing about the imperial stouts is that they they finish warm and the warmness adds complexity and this one did not disappoint brings Brings out out flavor flavor. yeah i did not catch any of the cinnamon but i think the cinnamon and the vanilla probably just you know kept it kind of a sharp sharp taste the sharp cacao taste there you go and and last but not least so while you guys were gone and the boys were gone me and clarissa went to trivia night at cold coast brew oh that's right we did text a little bit from cairo (laughs) and i was texting back and forth and i'm like where are you guys we're getting our asses handed to us these are all questions ted would know or these are all questions Anne would know and some of them like i totally knew them but they were just slip in my mind right right you know like what uh, uh greek mythology story was brad pitt in uh, troy yeah <laughs> exactly and i'm just like oh my god i'm playing the movie in my head right now why can't i get, you know and so but we did okay, okay though it, it, there's teams uh-huh. of six and it was just me and Clarissa. And I think we out of like 12 teams, we came in like fourth. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- and it was just us two. So we did OK. You had quite a disadvantage only having two two brains. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And everybody else had like six. And, you know, you got to know like the name. So there's like the question. What movie was Brad Pitt in that was from Greece or whatever it is? And then they play like a song and then they have and then from from that year. And then you have to like say the year, the band. Oh my God. So it's like, but they're these are all bonus points, right? Right, 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 right. So the more you get, the more points you get. And we were I was doing pretty good on the music, I think is why we okay. were doing okay. What year was Troy? Was was Troy two thousand three? I forget exactly. Maybe like, yeah, it was like oh three, oh six, oh oh I think it was oh six, maybe. Mm, okay. Something like that. But whatever, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. And then, you know, and then they would say like, you know, 
you know, here's the music. Here's and you have to say right. the band and, you know, and such. And I'm just like, dude, we get like Ted Nan, <laughs> Audrey, because she would pull up the most recent stuff. Right, right. The contemporary thing, the contemporary stuff. And then I'm like, but we need a fifth. And it's like, you don't want anybody too old uh-huh. and you don't want anybody right. too young because boomers kind of fall <laughs> off. It's like if you're 55 and younger, but like, I don't know, 15 right, right. and older. So even like Bryce is right, too right. young. You know what I mean? But Audrey like would would pick up that bottom ha- that bottom sector. Right. We would crush the middle because we have a, but we need somebody who's like between Audrey and Clarissa. Oh, okay. Yeah, we and we don't have that one, I think. But if we got that, like, we would be the dream <laughs> team, you know, because so much of it's pop culture. But yeah, I was like, what bar was that? What bar was that at? That's at Cold Coast Brew. It's on Tuesdays. So if ever you guys get up here on a Tuesday, we got to go and just like, and then you get like free beer and oh, stuff cool. when you All win. Right. So yeah, so we got to like go there and like dominate, <laughs> you know. But awesome. Anyway, man, so yeah, happy to have you home safe. Safe and sound, home. Yeah, and you guys uh, recovering from jet lag. God, jet lag's awful. Last night, what, 2 o'clock in the morning, Audrey yells from her bedroom. She goes, are you guys awake? <laughs> and then we're all like, let's get up and watch The Mummy. And we so we watched The Mummy Returns at 2, at two o'clock in the morning. Like 2 to 4 or something? 2 to, two to 4. And I'm, and I'm working these days, these, these past three days I've been working. So basically, I was the only one on the regular clock. You're just dragging ass like a mummy. (laughs) That's right. Like a zombie mummy. Yeah. So then uh, what's the time difference? I mean, it's not even 12. It's nine hours. Yeah. Plus plus nine. Nine hours. Okay. So you guys were pretty were were pretty jet lagged, huh? Oh, totally jet lagged. We unbelievable. We didn't do ourselves any favors by not eating. So jet lag is actually a combination of of sleep and and eating pattern, I believe. Nutrition, huh? Because we were not hungry at dinner time, so we didn't eat. But then when you wake up at one o'clock in the morning, you can't just go back to sleep because now you haven't eaten since like noon. Dinner <laughs> you know, time. It feels like dinner time or it feels like lunchtime or something. And so we would eat at we'd eat at the weirdest time. So I think, yeah, I think having things having things to do during the day. Keeping your diet in line with the sun is important. Yeah. And then just having things to do. Like we didn't have jet lag going there because we had things to do full, full on every day. And then when we got home, we were kind of decompressing. And other than you know me, I, I was the one working. So, so it was all right. But, but yeah, so great time. Definitely want to give people tips on how to travel, do this, do this if, uh, trip. And I think you could do it in. I think you could cut a couple of days out. I think, you know, 10 to 14 days, you could probably see a lot. I could do that trip in three days. <laughs> That's like everyone's going to like try and name marathon. that tune. Name that tune. <laughs> How fast can we do that trip? All right, man. Well, let's get the hell out of here and then we'll talk to you next time we talk. And, and all right, we'll talk to you. Have have a great have a great race on Tahoe and have a good time. And yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. All right, Ted. We'll talk, man. See you. Bye. Bye.